Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on disguises. We've been through this, Vern. What? We have to move that to 25 years now. We've been doing the show for a long time, haven't we? At least almost five years. We're 25-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on disguises. Historic moment. uh, Changed our voices. Adopted disguises, gone underground, baby. Whatever you need to do, we've done it. <laughs> Winging it doesn't always work for him, does it? <laughs> okay. uh, because our bosses would never allow us to bring you our candid views on stocks each week, uh, as we do, you know, for free. Um, <laughs> so I, I hope you're enjoying this as that. much as I am right now. Um, but before we get to that, we need to have we need to issue some very important legal caveats. Uh, yes, this show is do. for entertainment, entertainment purposes, purposes only. only. Um, we're not. You should assume that we have all kinds of conflicts of interest, and that's not a guarantee. We, you know, we often own several of the stocks that we talk about in a given show, or we may not own them, or we may Let's not. Say we do. Uh, we may know the the industry intimately. We may know nothing about it. We may just like uh, the. You know, I don't know. They may just be a couple of guys at a bar. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Do not rely on any. But I've met some great people in bars. Who hasn't? Uh, Let's face it. That's uh, a different show. In the. um, Have I said everything I have to say? If you want to learn more about us, visit our website, www.thevalueguys.com, where you can learn more about us, uh, take a survey, and uh, we'll send you a picture of us uh, in our disguises. Yes, we will. Uh, on location, as it were. Uh, in the second half of the show, I'm going to come back with uh, holy cow. I mean, talk about value ideas. That'd be a different um, show, though, wouldn't it? The, the <laughs> when you said talk about value ideas, I didn't know you meant your ideas. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I meant mine. Oh, okay, I'm but sorry. That uh, wasn't but first, nice. I'm going to turn it over to my my pal and fellow traveler, Val Hughes. Get it? Thank you, Vern. Throwback, the old slogan. Um, thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Look how cool um, being. We are uh, we're doing this show tonight from a very unusual location. Yeah, we're doing it at the cabin. Unusual. We haven't done it at the cabin for a long time. That's true. Yeah, and uh, I just heard you know, a, like the... an aircraft go overhead or something. So I don't know what's happening in this area. Um, I can I can feel the property values dropping every time one of those airplanes <laughs> goes over. <laughs> But in any case, um, this is Ver- this no values. I have definitely yeah, been overserved this week, and I've been traveling a lot, so my resistance is low. Three terrific value ideas this week, uh, the week of uh, October twenty third, two thousand nine, and this week I do have the uh, the page numbers the, are the in the seventeen numbers. and eighteen hundreds. I actually have you know stocks from. This week's issue, so it's a lot of progress from last week. When I, I was like it this completely way, completely unprepared. I'm only mostly I unprepared this week. I carefully listened to last week's show, which was the one show where you'd done a throwback. Okay, yeah, throwback. And then right. I listened to 140 other shows to make sure that I preferred that. You preferred that format, and I and I did. You know, so, about <laughs> when I got to about 120, really? I was pretty sure. Should we just be taking random selections from past shows in terms of the stocks, Fern? Would that be a? I mean, we do we 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 follow value line. What can I tell? Okay, three ideas this week. Uh, Chemed, ticker C H E, 
National Presto, and, and Valmont Industries. Um, you know, the market had a pretty tough day today, Vern. Were you paying attention, or are you just what buried in earnings? What happened at the end of the season? day? I don't know exactly. It's like it dropped off the end of well, the table. Well, I think somebody over the, the, the price police said that they're going to make sure that no TARP bank officer can earn more than $200,000. And I think part of the reason the the market dropped is that that means that most of the people who work on Wall Street, whatever house they own, their income is going to be forced to a level where they can no longer afford their mortgage. And so, um, and that's not to say what's fair in terms of income, but, you know, when people make 200000 let's think about the, the idea that maybe it's because they're worth 200000 and they're actually providing a service to their employer that allows that employer to make more than 200000 and that's why the rational owner of that business chooses to pay people this much money. It's not because they're trying to make a friend by paying a guy a lot. It's because they're making more money on that guy than he is costing them, and they're capitalists themselves. So the notion that you're going to make Wall Street tarp banks... Uh, and, and government-owned businesses, you know, pay people a maximum of two hundred thousand means that there's going to be a whole bunch of people wanting who, my job. Well, well, that's true, but worth more than that. They're worth more than that, just as whatever it is, their intellect, their drive, their knowledge, their approach, and they're going to go to other countries' banks. And so what we're doing is we're going to take the best and the brightest. These are the people that earn the most, the best. That's, it's called the merit system. That's why America worked, is that it was merit. So the people that, you know, create the most earn the most. It's fair in that sense. And now these people are going to be jammed. They're going to go and work for the companies of other nations. It's the biggest transfer of knowledge and ability in the history of the country. It's worth noting because it's going to affect everyone in the sense that our nation, it will be worth less in total if you take the best and brightest and you force them to work for foreign nations. There is more freedom, more more, um, uh, mobility. Anyway, listen, I'm a... In the world today... And so I think it means that you can do more damage in a short period of time than you used oh my to be God. able to do. Oh, my God. And so we need to be treading carefully uh, as we make treading major decisions carefully. about large government pieces of to the economy. Get out of the business out of, of the running companies. They do not know how to do it, and they are taking a stand here, an action that's going to force the best people who are worth the most to work for companies of other nations, and that's just complete nonsense. So, anyway, that's my rant. I I sometimes have a rant. Stocks. That's my rant for the day. Three stock ideas. First up, ChemEd, ticker CHE, page 1759, and I am back to page numbers this week. After weeks of just all kinds of technology problems, I couldn't get to the page numbers. So, rest assured, I'm back. ChemEd. What am I attracted to? Uh, this is a company that's called ChemEd, but their biggest business is Rotor, Roto-Rooter, who I'm quite sure you have heard of. And then their other business is um, called Vitus Healthcare that takes care of terminally ill hospice care patients. So here's my theme. 
They do the that's, hat, and they own Roto-Rooter. It's an odd combination, <laughs> I will admit to you. I don't think I uh, read this week's no, stocks carefully enough. Maybe you didn't enough. see that. Now, they're trading at a relative P.E. This is a figure that mm-hmm. Valuelon gives on the top of the page, 0.77. Well, that's attractive. It's the lowest on the page, so they're down a lot right now. Why? Because evidently Roto, Roto-Rooter... You know, it's, it's some of their business obviously is an urgent matter, but much of it is postponable. And so, just like every other consumer business, things that are postponable, uh, you know, people aren't doing right now. And so, they've had a lot of shortfall. But surprisingly, according to Value Line, the hospice business remains <laughs> recession resistant. I guess people <laughs> die anyway or yeah. get near death during mm-hmm. recessions. Um, it may hasten actually uh, some, terminal cases, think, yeah. but. What I'm attracted to is the stocks sad. come down because it is sad. But you know, hospice care is it's it's a you know it's a very worthwhile course for families. It's it's certainly less expensive and invasive, and it's with dignity and all that. So I support that, and it's gaining share. This sort of approach to, in effect, death care is gaining share of the total pie of health care and death care. And so, well, they're I, providing care where none used to be provided at all. Well, or it was in a hospital setting that was very and expensive. And this would be one reason why health care spending is growing faster than the economy, because we're finding new ways to provide care that we didn't provide yeah, okay. before. Okay, well, I completely disagree with that because what are you some about? of this used to be in hospitals and they're moving it off to hospice. So you just the sort of choose to die path instead of the uh, intervention at any cost path is gaining share. These are specialists in handling this situation, right? Well, they right? just make you comfortable. Are hospitals and you're, specialists in handling they're not really their own failures? Treat you. They're not treating you. You're just there to, mm-hmm. to die no, naturally. Okay. Yeah. And so um, the demographics work in their favor. They've got a brand that's gaining share. And to me, that's really a great annuity, that sort of business. The Roto-Rooter business, which is a you know, maybe a more cyclical thing. I think what they have in a commodity business is brand, and I like that very much. I mean, name another plumber that you've heard of that's national, and we can all, you know, sort of make college jokes, which, believe me, we have, about this. Uh, but, you know, they're well-known, and so that's interesting. They've got a return on capital that's respectable in the low teens. They lever it a little bit, 25% at the capital to get to, you know, mid-upper teens return on equity. That's terrific. And their multiple on EBITDA is six times. That's a 16% cash on cash. Uh, that I'd, I'd look at that as 16% plus, according to Value Line, earnings are going to grow 9%. So 16 plus 9, 25 you know, I don't need that much to own this in an environment where T-bills are 4%. So if it's anywhere close, and these are just wild guesses, I'm going to be okay on ChemEd, ticker CHE. I like it. Thank you. Brands and stable things. That's a very compelling up, case you've made. Next up, I don't have a lot of uh, time because I ranted. But next mm-hmm. up, National Presto, ticker NPK, page 1774. Value Line rates this too. You know, this thing's been happening where Value Line and I agree. <clears throat> and I think it's because well, the stock's at an all-time high, everything, right? Yeah, it is. Everything's off value the Value idea, right? Yeah, it is okay. a value idea. Now, you know, being being a value investor, I have to tell you that um, not being a momentum guy or a chartist, the fact that it's an all-time high is interesting. It could just mean that things have been growing value faster than the stock's actually going up, and it still looks cheap. It's at a 35% discount to the market P.E. When I look back over its history of relative P.E., that's the lowest number. It's a 6% yield, which is pretty well covered, a 580 per share dividend, or that's projected 6%? for next year on 7. Wow. 
Yeah, what is that a valuable comment? I'm running out of time here. Um, 6%, return on capital, 15 16%, no debt. Okay, they've got a market cap of $625 million, $135 million in cash. They've got 6.9 million shares. Call that seven. I don't have a calculator. 135 divided by seven is 20. Is 20 something. That's dollars a share in cash on a $90 stock price. That gets me to 65. The enterprise value to EBITDA is 70. What is seven times? That's 14% cash on cash. Plus, value line says I'm going to grow 9%. That's 23% potential earnings. Uh, I'm sorry, appreciation in the stock, compound return. And I don't, again, I don't need that much when T bills are earning whatever they are, three and treasuries are getting tenure. Vern, have you been completely overserved here? I'm just trying to give a few good ideas. And you're trying to, you're, that's an irreverent. Uh, this is a good martini. Okay, well, let's have a toast then since you're fixated on that. Um, Let's see. What does National Presto do, you might be asking? I think I did the stock in another show. They traditionally have done uh, small appliances, you know, pots and pans, and Value Line talks about how that's getting better. But they also make, um, I believe they, you know, let me see here. If I recall, they do some things for the Defense Department, uh, including bullets and cartridges and cartridge cases, and judging from the consistent improvement in the return on capital over the last 10 years, my own view is that this is the growth. We have more war now than we did then. Well, plus I think they've been gaining share of this business. They've been building stuff in this area, using their capacity to make pots and pans to feed into a high-margin growth uh, Use sort the of same business. manufacturing you know, process. 16 17% operating margin, and... Um, one times, uh, you know, asset turns gets you to 15% uh, sort of return on capital. Um, what else can I tell you? 11 times PE, 7 times EBITDA, 6% yield. It looks covered. It's fine. Okay, okay I've got 30 seconds it's left. It's a morning call. Valmont Stock in 30 Industries. seconds. Valmont Industries, ticker VMI. What do I like about it? First up, it's trading at a discount, 9% discount to the market PE. It traditionally trades at a premium. Enterprise value to EBITDA, it's eight times. That's 12% cash on cash plus 11% growth rate. That's going to give me, again, low 20s percent return on this idea. What do they do? They're a global leader in um, irrigation equipment and then all kinds of businesses that came as adjuncts to that, including uh, well, don't they also make utility poles towers, for, like well, uh, light all, poles on yeah, the express? That all came from the irrigation business where you have these long, giant, you know, machines to cover acres and acres of land, and they've just levered that into all kinds of other markets. They earn a mid-teens return on capital. They levered a little bit to a upper-teens return on equity. They've got mid-teens operating margins, which I think is high enough to earn decent profits, low enough to keep other people out. And they've always been a great company that's found their way. Uh, they've got a decent balance sheet, 27% debt to cap. 96 share, million in cash, which is five bucks a share. I ran myself out of time, but they've been doing well. Cheap price, great company, and uh, worth a look, you know. But it's up a lot, so I don't know how much I like it, but it's certainly worth spending some time on. And with that, let me turn things over to Vern Value. I ran out of time there, I guess probably because okay. of my rant. What's a partner for? I've been completely right. overserved by give Vern up their tonight. Seconds. 
I don't. Uh, well, we you know we I, had to we had to break into the. Uh, I hope the show turns to out the supply okay. here at the uh, cabin. Yeah, I'm just it was uh, under lock I'm a little and key, concerned. but uh, I found a crowbar in the garage. Well, and, uh, listen, you know it's we're the cabin's going to have to get shut down soon. It's just I'm a little yeah, you know, it's getting a little cold up here, frankly. It's fall, but we have coats on and uh, we're loving it. Yeah, we're loving it. Yeah. We're loving. Well, it. you just have to make sure that you have enough adult. Uh, beverages to stay warm. It gives you something to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should try these pretzels. They're our great. wives are having better time than we are, I'm quite sure. Hillenbrand Inc. The symbol is H-I. Now, how can you not like a stock who's a stock symbol? Hi. Hey, Vern, I'm missing my wife again this It's week. so friendly. I'm sorry. Hillenbrand. There's probably a Bob Hillenbrand hey, sweetie. at some point. How you doing? Shout out. Go are ahead. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. That's all. I'm cleaned up. Uh, and uh, this is this is a stock. They're over there. Okay, sure. This is a stock I've talked about before. In fact, it might have been recently. Uh, the stock has been bottoming out in the last few months, according to uh, Value Line's little uh, relative stock price performance dots underneath the stock price ranges that they show on their stock price chart. I like that. And, uh, you, you know, I always like to buy stock when it's been underperforming for a while. And this one has apparently ever since, it looks like February or something like that. Pays a 3.6% yield. I like that, especially as you put it in a world where T-bills only pay four. Is that what they pay now? Yeah. Um, this is on page 1833, by the way. I'm using a completely random order, but uh, we'll provide... Uh, the page numbers so that I can simply maintain my claim on having founded the idea. Um, so my theme here is baby boomers. Now, talk to my lawyers. Value man. line only shows three years of history and two years of projections, and then a longer term projection. And I think they, you know, their their intention is correct. I mean, revenue has been, you know, flat within, you know, it's like plus or minus five percent for five years, according to Value Line. By the time we get to end, the end of 2010. But then they're showing something like a you know ten to fifteen percent uh, improvement increase uh, over the next two or three years. Okay, I don't know how long it takes, but I also know that uh, if you're a little younger and you're starting to build a portfolio, I think this is a great stock. Buy it here with a three and a half percent yield, with a, an amount of money that you can afford not to have access to for a long time. Buy this in an IRA account, something like that. You want to own this thing for 10, 15, 20 years. Oh, my God. Because over a what period of time that? like that, the boomers are going to start going down in I'm not waves. a fan. I'm not a fan. And you know uh, this company, Commodity, is, this company pressure, owns the Batesville Casket Company. Com- lower than GDP growth. It's going to grow, though. The baby, this thing has been flat and down only modestly here in the recession where people have gotten a little more price sensitive. They're buying less expensive caskets. They're maybe, you know, getting burned up instead. But I think that's a longer term trend. Um, they have a, uh, they are the, they, are, I mean, this is the, they're the uh, apple of their world, if you will. Um, uh, look at their margins. They're not Apple, right? What are their uh, no, they're operating not. margins? Their operating margins are only 25 to 30%. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. They're, they're pretty darn good. Their net margins paying a full tax rate oh, are higher than 15%. Okay. They return, uh, you know, they don't have enough of a capital base to uh, 
really to have a – but right now they're returning 30-plus percent on capital. Um, I can buy this for eight times, enterprise value to EBITDA. I have an equity market cap of a little under $1.3 billion. There's only a, a little bit of debt here, so you know, very liquid and uh, safe balance sheet. Um, eight times uh, taking the operating margin times the revenue number that's value lines using. Um, soft sales period in September may be uh, exacerbated by this year's mild flu and pneumonia season, according to value line. Well, guess what? Swine flu is here, and the uh, the next quarter is not going to be um, uh, uh, not going to feature a mild flu and plus, who knows? Season. You could have a horrific disaster, and they could have a great well, quarter, right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just crazy. I, I'm just saying that you know what's written here may not have um, all the perspective that we'd like to see. You just so have to look it's yield a, it's a and bond. baby boomers. It's, it's a like bond. a buying a bond, right? Huh. Yeah, and uh, you could get taken out at any point in time down the road. By, I mean, people do, you know, get, you know, control of companies and do stupid things all the time. Next one, this, this, uh, it, it, this issue of Value Line had uh, a lot of basic industry companies, right? What do they call it? Machinery and diversified companies. I looked through every Steel. one of those. Their multiples are all too high. People have already assumed a recovery that's not really happening. Well, exactly. but I, I think you can pick and choose and find some relative bargains. I've got something called Applied Industrial Technology here. The symbol is AIT. Um, according to Value Line, it's been underperforming the market, really going, you know, uh, basically sideways while the market's been going straight up uh, for the last six months. Um, so probably got ahead of itself on expectations for, you know, we're going to hit the bottom and we'll have a recession and the distributors will be the first ones to come out of that. This is a uh, Applied Industrial is based in Cleveland, Ohio. They are a uh, very large nationwide distributor of industrial products, including, according to Value Line, bearings, linear motion products, power transmission components, fluid power components, and general maintenance and specialty items from over 2,000 suppliers. Call this Granger that re really is aimed squarely at the industrial world, excluding construction. So, really, you know, aimed at manufacturing. They also supply, uh, supply tech support and cord value line. We, I've owned this in the past. They also have shops where they can rebuild equipment for the owner. They, they do a little bit more than the average industrial uh, distributor. Uh, they uh, have over 460 service locations is what value line calls them. I'm sure that came from the K. Six distribution centers and two catalogs in North America where they operate exclusively. T. Rowe owns more than 5% of this. So does uh, Royce and a couple others that are mentioned here by Value Line. I can buy this for about 10 times cash flow. Their 2010 year is going to be a down year, but it ends in June. So that means you know, you're looking at kind of a lousy forward outlook, but it's for the second half of this year that we're in right now and the beginning of next year. Well, of course it's not that great. But it's, I mean, if the industrial economy starts to turn – this will be the thing that tells you it's turning. Their operating margins are in the high single digit. They've been slowly improving over time. The return on capital is in the low to mid teens. Okay, they're doing this with a. They're uh, they're doing two billion of revenue uh, against uh, a half a billion of shareholders' equity and really no debt. 
Uh, so again, I've got a fairly safe balance sheet. It's a play on uh, early cycle. Value Line says they've been uh, making process improvements in some of their locations. Um, they, uh, Value Line doesn't think there will be a positive sales inflection until the middle of this fiscal year. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's January. So uh, take a look at AIT if you're looking for, for some really high-quality early cycle industrial exposure. Pays a 3% yield as well. So uh, do a little distribution plus. Should trade at a premium. Um, you know, interesting story. And then my last one, I went because if the market's right and the economy's about to turn up, well, that means we want to own some leverage in our portfolio. We want something that'll really move uh, because of, you know, maybe it's a lower quality or riskier asset in some fashion. For example, it might be highly leveraged financially. I've got an interesting one here, I think. Sour Danfoss, never heard of the company. They, uh, they make... Um, Orbital motors, hydrostatic steering units, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, end markets include turf care, agricultural construction, road building, uh, aftermarket distribution, and specialty applications. I So um, lawn equipment, good, which is like corporate profits, and housing. Is this your second stock or third? Uh, this is my third stock. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. sorry. I wasn't paying Don't that careful of attention. Um so this is a component company. This is a step up from the industrial distributor. What I like here, first of all, is the valuation and the balance sheet, and, and it shows how if you if you love value line like we do, sometimes you need to be uh, you need to check some of the numbers um, just to make sure that they've been uh, that you that you don't make a wrong what? assumption. Really? Well, I'm going to show you what I mean. Okay. Uh, Sour Danfoss. Uh, Trading a little under eight bucks. Okay, it was at two and a half earlier this year when people thought companies like this might go out of business. Why would they go out of business? Fifty-six percent debt to cap. Uh, they have a half a billion of debt, five hundred million of debt, and the uh, equity market cap is under four hundred million. Okay, so a lot of leverage, even measured against uh, public market valuation of the equity, and. Um, uh, according to Value Line in the capital structure box, it says interest not earned. It says long-term interest is $12 million. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, I multiply the operating margin times revenue, and I got um, $83 million using their forecast for 2009 hmm. and $136 for two, 2010 against Something's 12 up. Something's up with that. I mean, it's five hundred million of debt. If I assumed it had a ten percent interest rate, it would be fifty million. I'd be covering it one and a half to two and a half. You are times. so right, Vern, on this one. So the, right the, in. the balance sheet's not as risky as it looks, but it provides some nice leverage. Okay, so you know, Value Line just talks about how everything is bleak, and this is four to five times cash flow. All right, we're out of time. Uh, you got to own it. It's the symbol is SHS. Housing recovery story. Uh, my favorite idea, ChemEd this week. ChemEd. Uh, I'm going to say applied industrial technology. Bye, everyone. See you next week.